Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily Podcast. And this is the best bits of this afternoon show. Um, we were joined, as always, by Danny Kelly. Yeah. We uh, look back at every Premier League game this weekend. Form. Yeah, he was. Um, Mike Ward joins us. He has a new regular Monday slot. Brighton and Hove Albion supporting TV uh, previewer of The Star. Mm. And he, he gave us some things to watch, including uh, celebrities in jail. Don't touch that dial. And we had we had a bit of a chat. Andy really enjoyed his day at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. <laughs> You'll hear that. that had a great, great day out. <laughs> and we had some clips of the week pewter. That's some good stuff in there. So here it all is. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've had a few complaints about yeah. not being upset about Chelsea. Well, you're going to be happy today. Right. It's, it's just got to the point where it's, it's unbearable. I, I don't think I can go anymore. It's, it, it's supposed to be fun. Thick and thin, Andy. I mean, that stat about Brentford have won more games at the bridge than Chelsea since March wow. is amusing, embarrassing and painful in equal measures. Mm. I mean, two wins in 21. I worked this out. Two wins in 21. That's like going, take out the two wins. That's 19 winless games. Yeah. So we are, remember Arsenal in 2004? Well, we're the uninvincibles. Right. And I can imagine Jim in about 10 years' time. He's got Conor Gallagher on the show and he's saying, and here he is, former Chelsea, uninvincible Conor Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Villa have won 12 in a row in a home. I worked it out. That's 12 seasons worth, worth for us at the current rate. Right. We'd have at to go 12 rate. seasons to get that many wins. Wow. It's just, uh, I mean, whoever, we're talking about football prison. Whoever scouted Jackson. Yeah. Whoever decided? Well, was, no, it, it was, was it you? Was it you shouting "Wake up" to him? That so no, upset. it wasn't. You were shouting something stronger than that. No, I, I, I don't want to shout anything at him. He's so flimsy. What's the point? Right. You know, absolutely. I mean, who looked at that bloke and thought, "Yeah, this is a guy that can play in the Premier League"? It's just embarrassing. You know, you're not. Uh, well, Maurizio Pochettino says he's a young player coming to a new country. He's going to take time to adapt. Well, fine. You know, it's not his fault. I mean, it's not his fault that he isn't up to it. I agree. You know, he, he's just not up to it. I mean, the papers were talking about in the Mourinho era. We went four seasons unbeaten. Yeah. From 2004 to 2008. But we had strikers like Drogba, you know, and they talked about it when he went to you know, Spurs. They had Kane. You can't compare Jackson to Drogba. I mean, you just can't. It's just ridiculous. But, I mean, the whole game, I mean, after, when I got home, I was like ripping yards. I was like Gordon Ottershaw. I felt sorry for Sue. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, she does find words quite difficult now. And you know, after about two hours of me pacing around the flat, she just went... You couldn't even sit down. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sit. I couldn't do anything. I was just going <laughs> mental. And she said, she said to me, it's just football. And I thought, oh, yeah, I suppose it is. And she said, it's not fair on me. And I thought, oh, I bet. After you didn't go just football and then start <laughs> smashing no, the no, place up, no? <laughs> 
But honestly, some I go completely mad. I was thinking things. I like, find that hard to believe, Andy. Know, you normally seem such a level-headed. I'm mean, angry generally. with Brentford. I hate the way Brentford play against the. They're big your clubs. second club. No, I've started thinking. You give up your season ticket? No, no. But I started thinking. I go so mad. I started thinking. Oh God, I hope West Ham win next week when I'm there. I'll have to stop myself celebrating <laughs> when they score. I just it's effective, but it's so. Tedious. If everybody played football the way Thomas Frank does, no one would ever go to football. They would. You it's say so that. Boring. Remember, you've said that about half a dozen clubs over the years but when they've so beaten Chelsea. Boring. It's so tedious. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they should never have got away with it. Chelsea should have been three 0 up. I know, you, know you had. This you is know, the thing. This Andy. is the problem. So they get away with this terrible, tedious football. I mean, even he said, "Oh, you know," he said, "Chelsea are going to be good in two years." Oh, yeah, Frank's for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but still, Madueke at the bar, didn't he? You had yeah. chances, you know. You, you, you could have been three 0 Brentford's up. tedious football killing tactics in, against Chelsea's pitiful punchless attack. But yeah, you, you're slightly a bit critical there because you used to slag off Arsene Wenger when he used to say, <clears> to, <throat> you know, teams come here being negative. So what do you expect him to do? Well, what do you expect to go toe to toe with you at well, Chelsea? It might be quite fun, but well, it know. might be, but not if you're a Brentford fan or a Brentford Just, player. You know, but the the recruitment at Chelsea has been so dire. I mean, the fact that this is why I you want can a football have dire prison. If you like. Well, actually, we now, haven't got many. That's why I off. want a football prison because of the failure to buy a striker. <laughs> football prison. No, because Nkunku got injured in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that he's good. We saw mm. he scored goals and assists. He looked really terrific. He looked like the answer. And then he gets injured. So you've got that point to the end of the transfer window. And in that period, you don't buy another striker. No, you buy three defensive midfielders. That is a crime against football recruitment. Right. It really is. You know, you had to buy another striker. Mm. And, you know, you knew Brochure was going to be out until at least October. And, of course, when, like all players who've got big injuries, when they come back, they get even more injuries. So you knew you could never rely on him. Mm. Jackson's completely unproven. What did they think was going to happen? I feel so, I feel sorry for Pochettino. He's done a good job. I mean, the, what he's done with the team he's got, yeah, is good. But you know, you you, you can't have this. It, it's Jason Cundy said to me. I've seen this game twenty, thirty times. We all have. We're all sick of it. It's absolute. It's the same game over and over and over again. Terrible teams park the bus, can't break them down. Then we concede and we lose the game and we give up after that. You know, it's just. I got to the point where I just don't think I can go anymore. I don't think I can watch that telly or the highlights. I've just until we sign a striker, I just can't see the point of wasting my life because that's what it feels like. Oh, there we are. That's Andy from Chiswick there calling into Talksport. And did, did, did that make you feel better? Not really. <laughs> make other people feel better. They love it. You, for um, me, it's horrible. But then, but then you, then you. Um... Went off to see The Lion King with your grandkids yesterday. Oh, that was nice. That see, was isn't lovely. that the life-affirming stuff? Yeah. Doesn't it put it all in perspective? John Philip Mateta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were well, you singing it. football songs all the time? No, they loved it. It was sweet. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was great. Okay. And, uh, and Jeff Thompson's daughter's in it, Frankie Thompson. She's excellent in it. It's great. It was yeah. really enjoyable. Yeah, we met her after the show and had a chat about it. And it was exciting for the kids. Right. Yeah, it was a bit slightly contrast to uh, Saturday, I must say. Well, yeah. as I said, you've you created a lot of chances. Could have been three new up. Could have been a different game. Yeah, that could has have been, been everything. That has been the theme, yeah. isn't it? I could have been six foot six, but I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I mean, you've still got time. You might have a little growth spurt. <laughs> so, a couple of things to get you going on today. What constitutes Halloween outfit these days? It used to be something scary. You'd be mm. a witch. You'd be Dracula. You'd go and do Halloweeny type things. Now people just wear fancy dress and pass it off. Mm. Edward Norton and his missus, Shauna Roberts. Edward Norton, not the plumber, the 
actor, you know, yeah, I know Edward actor. Norton, yeah. Ed Norton and his missus decided oh, to go. Ed, and, you may have been. Well, yeah, me. I, I call him Ed when I see him. Yeah, yeah. Ed Norton and his missus. Yeah. They go off to uh, Ted, Teddy Norton. <laughs> they go off to a party in LA. <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, dressed as Posh and Bex. What yeah. constant? Well, it's not Halloween, is it? It's not. Well, they, I don't know. She's quite scary. They no, do. No, she's not even scary. No, she she's wasn't posh. scary. She That's was posh. True. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, people pay absolutely more in America than anywhere else. You know, so it's just don't just wear a fancy dress. Put your back into it. It's Halloween. <laughs> so uh, if Teddy Norton's listening in the misses, I mean, really, putting upon a Man United, all he did. Do you know it was like a um, book day. Do you know when the kids can't be bothered to go on World Book Day? Yeah. So they put on their club shirt and say they're the Rothmans football yearbook. You'd be better off going as Eric Ten Hag. Yeah. That's more of a horror story. <laughs> I think it probably is. Get a little <laughs> stick on beard and a little... Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. But go as Posh and Bex to... Uh, I mean, that's not... I mean, have you played fast and loose with the uh, the Halloween costume? Do let us know this. Time. What's the worst one you've seen? I mean, within the realms of taste, because I can imagine the talk sport heartland getting stuck into that. So, uh, do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. You've got to put your back into into fancy dress. That's what I'm saying. When you've got Teddy Norton's money, you can it was quite a vintage Man United shit. It was an old one. Yeah. So it was obviously picked that up because oh, it was a one method that, actor, isn't one it? That, yeah. <laughs> it was one that David probably would have worn in the early days. So yeah. uh, he had he'd, he'd done a little bit of research. But mm. uh, anyway, do let us know. And uh, we mentioned James Tarkovsky inspired I kicked it all off, then walked away. Um, in the game against uh, West Ham and Everton yesterday, Tarkovsky uh, gave an old-style Martin Keown reducer to Mohamed Kudus, and it all, start, it all kicked off. Yeah, I saw the bit where it kicked off. Yeah. So the ref gave two cautions, one for Kudus and one for Jordan Pickford for getting involved. Tarkovsky walked away. Didn't yeah. get anything for the tackle. Oh, well done. So he, <laughs> yeah, he lit the blue touch paper and stood well back. So uh, mm. if, whether it was verbal, hopefully not physical, but you know what I mean, within the realms of taste at this time of day, uh, stories that are very similar to, well, I kind of kicked it all off, then I walked away. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH and J. And a beautiful picture from mm. the skipper, Steve Perriman, Tottenham's record appearance maker, of course. Uh, he went to Oxford United Wickham yesterday and met some great old friends and saw a, a brilliant local derby match, said uh, Steve. And uh, it's Steve Perriman, Michaela Strachan and Timmy Mallet. Of course it is. It's a picture I never <laughs> thought I'd see. And I thought, what a, what a back three they would have been. So if you've got a picture... Didn't you know Michaela like football? If you've got a less uh, likely lineup for a photograph, Steve Perriman, Michaela Strachan and Timmy Mallet, we would love to know about it. And the photographic proof would be nice. Talksport.com forward slash <laughs> I've just thought of something. Text to 81089 <laughs> or tweet to TSHJ. What have you thought of it? No, no, Michaela Strachan. She was a big Sheffield Wednesday fan. I remember in Spring It Watch. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. That's one for that fans is, of old... That, Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper. That is very niche. <laughs> very niche. So, um, I've got to cheer myself up somehow. I know you have. That's right. You're going well, yeah, That's right. Um, Can't wait for the next 45 minutes with two cocker hoop Tottenham fans. Yeah. Tremendous. <laughs> you witnessed the circle of life. I mean, in the well, Lion King envelope. True. You know, you've yeah. seen, you know, the good times will come back to Chelsea, Andy. It's cyclical. You've got loads of money. Haven't you? Yes. Yeah, so, well, they probably get a twelve-point deduction for Thomas Frank is right. In, be... in two years, you'll be millionaires. It will be completely different, well, and, maybe. You'll, and you'll be crowing at us well, after Daniel Levy makes some horrendous decision and sacks Ange Postecoglou. <laughs> so that's bound to happen soon. Anyway, Danny Kelly's up next. We're going to look at every Premier League game of the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, Danny. 
Hey, Japs, all good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, great. Well, yeah, Andy, <laughs> Andy, not so much. Well, um, Andy, Andy's putting it on a bit because, of course, they play their Joker next against the team they always beat Spurs. That's right. Yeah, three no, points. Three points. Chelsea team ever. No. Um, Andy in Edinburgh says we're getting nil. I don't know what your big scoring. Uh, the Chelsea Vincibles, it maybe should be. It's a bit. It's got a better ring to it. No, isn't it? Uninvincibles, so I think, is better. Isn't? You think really? You think mm. Uninvincibles is less clunky than Vincibles? Well, it's less clunky than Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I was a United fan. Thank you, Andy. I feel better already. You've made a United fan feel oh, better yeah. after that. And he says, My daughter went out last year as Buzz Lightyear. Not remotely terrifying <laughs> or ha- Halloween. Um, anyway. I actually think United are in a worse position than Chelsea. I do, actually. Wow. Well, let's get on to that. Uh, mm. Let's kick off, though, with Manchester City nil. Manchester City, three. No, yes, there's two cities, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Did I say Manchester City, nil? Yeah. Okay, Manchester United. <laughs> Trying to make the Manchester United fans feel better. Yeah. It didn't happen. It was City A versus City B. Yeah. Manchester United, nil. Uh, Manchester City, mm. three. Danny, a, a comprehensive victory. Um, what was your uh, take on it? Paul, uh, I, I wish I had an hour to talk about this game. Oh, I will have from 7 o'clock tonight. When I'm doing <laughs> um, look, I mean, you literally could take up the whole programme talking about this. First of all, let's say the obvious thing. Manchester City are and were brilliant. Yes. And the, mm. But the frightening thing is they were brilliant without ever getting out of third gear. Mm. Absolutely routine for them. And Manchester United have now arrived back at that place. I mean, they've won five games this season because they don't draw, do they? Yeah. But, but mm. they've arrived at a place now where every single thing in the team appears to be a problem. Mm. Um, the goalkeeper made some great saves yesterday. I thought he was their best player by a mile, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, 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 he has done strange things in his first few games for Manchester United. You're playing centre-backs who, if you time-travelled back 12 years, you thought, well, there's a, there's a promising centre-back pairing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Picking another centre-back at left-back, it cuts down your attacking options by not picking Reggion. And if the midfield players aren't prepared to run back, it doesn't matter how many defenders you play, mm. they're going to get overrun by Manchester City. They changed the midfield and made it worse. The substitutions, um, I mean, Gary Neville pointed out, but the substitutions yeah. were a disaster. Well, after. I just wondered whether... They nullified McTominay's threat going forward. Did Paul Tierney need to book Foden? I, mean, I don't know if he took Amrabat off because he wasn't playing particularly well or whether he was on a booking and he thought he was going to get sent off. But... I just thought sometimes it was just handbags. It was nothing. And sometimes you think, just just have a word with them. Do you have to book them both? Because they no, did have a fundamental no, no, difference to the thing game. where they go head to head, you have to but, book them. Oh, well, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But, Maybe but I'm truth being too be, lenient. Uh, whether it's because he's only just starting, you know, Amrabat was off the pace of the game, hmm. even by the standards of the Manchester United players who hmm. looked, they just looked astonishingly bad. Uh, against yeah, Manchester City. Still better City. than Mount. I mean, where is the Mount that played oh, at Chelsea? Oh, what happened that, there? That, you know, that pressed and, and hurried and well, scored goals. I mean, I think if he'd gone to, you know, if he walked into a City team, you'd see a, di- a different player. But the minute Possibly, he walked in there, it's been a bit Chelsea of a disaster. I mean, he touched the ball 14 times yesterday. I mean, well, it, it, he's walked into it. I mean, we, we, let's not be... We were, we were kind of saying that United, perhaps because they won a trophy last year, that he was making progress with them. That progress, if you saw that team last yesterday, um, admittedly against a, a fantastic City team, and said that's Solskjaer's latest effort, you would be not surprised at all, would you? Mm. So it's have, not an have excuse, they moved on from there? It's not an excuse, but boy, they got a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries yeah. in defence. And, you know, and that does make, that yeah. does hurt them, you know, 
Martinez and and Varane are a lot better than Maguire and and Johnny yeah. Evans. Yeah, know. there are there are. Luke Shaw is a lot better than regular. You know, Wan Bissaka yeah. is a lot better than Dada. You know, they, they they really are suffering. And the Anthony moment felt quite symptomatic. You know, just losing your rag, a player that's cost a fortune and not done very well, much. Well, their only contribution is to kick somebody and then get pushed. He's keying himself off the captain's example, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Bruno Fernandes is a great player when things are going <clears> well. And he's a nuisance, just a, an old-fashioned nuisance when they're not. Yeah, it's true. Um, and again, he may be frustrated by being played in that mad position out wide right, mm. where his lack of pace means he's not affecting the game the way he would do in the middle. But all of that, that part of it is down to Ten Hag, isn't it? Mm. Um, because they, even with their injuries, Andy, and I totally accept what you're saying, though bear in mind that Kevin De Bruyne wasn't there to pull the strings for Manchester City. Um, even even with the, the players he has remained, to shuffle the pack into that shape that he did for this big game, mm. um, look, it's far. You don't want to be. It, it, there's too much wishing for managers to get moved on by mm. play, by players, fans, media, all of us. But he needs to to stop now and think what are, what am I contributing to this? Yeah, mm. because I think he is when contributing to solved it. The problem no, it's, they're bigger than that. But anyway, we move on to Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest nil. Pretty routine for Liverpool in the mm. end. I think Forest tried to make it as difficult as they could. and Containment, but you can only contain a team with that many good players for so long. Another great performance by Sir Bosley. I mean, you know, we've talked mm. today about players like Jackson finding it hard to adapt. He's completely hit the ground running. You've hasn't already he? you've already knighted him, Sir Bosley. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arise, Sir, Sir Bosley. Sir Bosley, that's right. Along with that, and to the two man cities, I'm on oh, fire look, today. They're they're reborn, aren't they? Um, <clears throat> uh, by by having a decent midfield, which has both shorn up their defence because they're not so so busy, mm. um, and has better supply lines to that fantastic group of forwards. Mm. Um, uh, not, I, mean, I want to talk, I mean we can all talk about this because Forrest setting up with no obvious striker um, was one of a number of teams who decided they were just going to defend their way through these Premier League games mm. you've already had a proper go at Brentford who I thought still still mm. looked better than Crystal Palace on Friday mm. I, I, I thought there was a horrible display by Palace um, against Spurs and you know that we'll talk about later. That twenty minutes when they didn't even try at press bros when they were behind, it was nuts. Mm. Um, to be and, fair, Forrest, they've got Chris Wood injured. They've got a two. yeah, they had no striker yeah. really, did they? Andy, Andy's like the St John's St, St John's well, ambulance. Yeah, He's trying to be fair to the, to the injured well, it people. It does make here, a yeah. difference, you know. Yeah. If you, oh, of course. If, you know, if Spurs didn't have Romero or Van de Ven and didn't have Madison, you'd also be saying the same things. If you How lose dare your, you? How if you dare lose you? your key players, we just, we've got we got players different. of equal quality to step up. No, no, um, yeah. They um, lost. Yeah. They've lost a striker who scored like what was it, seven in seven games. You know that is if, difficult but, to it, replace. If the they, would have got went, they wouldn't have got anything out of it. Spurs is back two would be Eric Dyer and Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's where we are. Well, ben Davis is injured yeah, yeah. by the sound of it, so it might well be. Anyway, we're going to bring you Brighton Fulham very shortly. Uh, Villa Luton. Well, all the games. I'm going to list them for. We're going to do the yeah. lot. <laughs> next so, five games. Yeah, next five games. We'll, we'll continue going through the Premier League weekend <laughs> with Danny Kelly very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly is with us. We're reflecting on the Premier League weekend. We better get a rig along. Lots of games to go. Brighton 1, Fulham 1, Danny, is uh, the next game. I was listening. I took the dog for all, tuning in to the guys and heard the moose saying, 
it's been all bright and they were dominating, but that thing... Well, it was all not... about Polina, this game, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, he should never have been on the pitch, and oh, then he scores the equaliser. It's slowly gone under the radar. I saw the highlights, Dan. You've yeah. seen this, which can only be described as an old-school British wrestling forearm smash on Pascal yeah. Gross that he gets yes, away I with. Steve Logan as well. Goes on, <laughs> goes on and gets the equaliser. No one's really talked about it. Well, the Brighton fans have talked about it. I can assure you, if you check up on... <clears> I mean, of course, they're, <clears> they're slightly biased, but... They thought it was part of, a, a, again, another defensive display by a team, in this case Fulham, highlighted, well, that was obviously, on another day, he'd have just been straight redded, wouldn't he? Um, they were also amazed at the amount of Fulham players who had to be treated on the pitch as they tried to take the, the, the sting out of the game. I would make the point, in fairness, that Brighton actually committed more fouls than Fulham, but the time-wasting seems to have really got the goat of the uh, yeah. Brighton fans. And one thing that's definitely not worked is this thing that, um, players have to go off for 30 seconds if they get treated on the pitch. That hasn't discouraged players from going down the pitch mm. whatsoever, has it? Mm. That's now becoming a kind of tactic. If you're struggling um, with, with, against the tide, um, lie down on the pitch and, and at least get the yeah. game stopped for a while. Yeah. I mean, look, the 30 seconds has been done nothing. There's no onus on visiting sides to, to go toe-to-toe with teams that they visit. They're, you know, nope. they have, The players and the managers have to get a result. It's down to the officials, certainly in case of time-wasting, to, to manage it properly. Yeah, and you know, again, the Crystal Palace thing. It's not Palace can do tactical fouling. It's up to the referee and the, and sure. the officials to to, to spot to, to that stop they're doing that, it course. about half an hour earlier than he actually did. But <laughs> but but you know, in the case of Brighton, they're one of the, several teams who who are part of the playing on Thursday mob. Didn't bother Villa, but the others all kind of struggled. And I remember I said last week that the change in Brighton's midfield meant that Lewis Dunk um, has now having to do twice as much work as he used to do. And I note with interest that in a game which was dominated by Brighton going forward, that Lewis Dunk was still given them out of the match. Um, so Brighton are not quite, whatever the, whatever the reasons, European football, etc., mm. they're not quite the irresistible force they were this time last year. Yeah. And injuries again mm. getting to them. They've got a few key on Sully Mounts. I'm very worried about how Webb's phone bill. You haven't phoned everybody every, yeah. every time to apologise. <laughs> and he's got it's got, it, it, is, it is worse. This is the worst phase that VAR's ever had. Yeah, and how Webb... Uh, we hoped it would change all that. It's got worse, hasn't it? And that all unfolded in front of Mark McGee, former Wolves manager, Aberdeen oh, player, yeah. who is a Brighton season ticket holder, we oh, learned today. Thing. Brighton, yeah, he goes and takes, lives down there, takes in a game. Anyway, uh, we move on to... No As- sign of Timmy Mallet, though. No, yeah, Timmy Mallet, really? Michaela Strachan, they were with Stevie P at the, <laughs> the Oxford <laughs> game. Wonderful, wasn't it? Uh, Aston Villa 3, <clears throat> Luton Town 1. As you say, Danny, another routine home victory for uh, for Aston Villa. Um, I mean, it was interesting. A lot of people have been pushing back on Gary Neville's comments with Jamie Carragher yesterday about uh, Unai Emery and um, Ange Postagoglu going into stable situations. You can rip the Tottenham one apart completely and Gary yeah, has come back and said so. stable ownership. Well, I would argue constantly singing We Want Levy Out is not stable ownership. No. But the Villa fans are right to rail as well. He came in with them in 16th. They've got 12 points from 13 games or the other way round. And so he mm. didn't come into a stable situation either. He's no, done he's an done, amazing he's done job. He's done a very good job there and the recruitment's yeah, tra- tra- been fantastic. Transformational. Transformational. Mm. And, the, the, and it, this result was more important than it looks on paper. I mean, first of all, they were the most successful of the teams who played on Thursday. So they didn't let that get some albeit against a Luton team who we've identified already have their struggles. Um, but they also, Douglas Louise didn't score and Ollie mm. Watkins didn't score, yet they still had plenty. That That's a good sign for any team, isn't it? The players who are getting bigged up for their goal-scoring exploits one week, they don't score and they still go and get three, go, get three goals in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Unai Emery, I was... a 
I was somewhere sh- just short of amazed when he didn't work at Arsenal because I know that he's a really good football manager. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as we often say, right place, right time. And that was just wrong place, right, uh, yeah, wrong time. Yeah, things wrong with the club when he was there and yeah. you know, the recruitment. Yeah, and all above that. his head. Yeah. Yeah, never but, mind and, up the know, picture, above his head. Ollie Watkins is a striker, you know. It's not a yeah. bad idea. That's right. They've got a few of those. They've got a few people who can <laughs> score goals. Uh, from Luton's point of view, I mean, um, it's not the kind of game that he's going to def- define their season. You know, they're hot at the moment, Villa. And you wouldn't have expected them to get anything out no. of this. They gave it a go, but as we said, there's other it's games between them and Bournemouth that would define their last season. Spot, I think. Yeah. So um, we move on then to uh, West Ham nil, Everton one. That's their third defeat in a row for West well, Ham. Well, again, another. Yeah. I mean, a long old journey back from Greece. I know not everybody played who played at the mm. weekend, but um, again, Europe catching up with a, with a few teams like because you know the quality of the opposition is probably better than they found in the Conference League last year as well. Uh, and and Olympiacos is a notoriously difficult place to go mm. to, um, one of those real welcome-to-hell places. Um, you're right, not all the players played, but uh, it is a stutter, isn't it? And and uh, the, uh, I guess, uh, given what always happened with Bill Kenwright, um, you know, mm. you'd expect the football gods to smile on Everton, and they did in the form that, you know, the, the fact that Calvert-Lewin is back, He's a striker, you know. Went the whole, went the, played <laughs> this the is Andy's new catchphrase. He's a striker, you know. They do exist. Well, it, it's, it's no Eric Morgan, but it'll have to do for now, won't it? You know. Um, uh, yeah, but of course, he makes such an enormous difference, not only because of the way he plays, but mm. it, it, and Andy, he's a striker, you know. Yeah. He can turn the ball around the corner like he'd there, lamp it in, and once Sean Dyche's teams get ahead, that tends to be the end of those games, doesn't yeah. it? So, yeah. I mean... I didn't. I didn't predict Everton to win. Once they went ahead, I, I certainly knew they wouldn't lose. I quite fancied the West draw, Ham. Danny, because of Europe. I, I quite thought yeah. they could get a point. So to get three is a brilliant result for them, I'd say. Yeah, they're, and they're they're now putting the the worst of their form at the start of the season when we really were sucking a, a thoughtful tooth about them. Yeah, um, they're putting that behind them, and they'll, they'll be fine, won't they? Oh, fine, absolutely. Well, we move on to a game that we have touched on briefly at the top of the show, which is Chelsea mm. nil, Brentford two. Maybe a, a, a Danny. I mean, what what was your take uh, on that match? Well, I thought, I mean, Andy, forgive me, I thought Brentford defended manfully. Um, they, they gave away only seven fouls, so they weren't giving it Chelsea the chance to lump their ball into their box. I mean, of course it's 4-5-1, and often it's 9-1 when they get stuck into it. Chelsea still had 17 shots at goal, and if they had a striker or any of their players were in form in front of the goal, they would have got another result. And Andy's right, it is Groundhog Day over and over again with the same thing. Brentford will be, I mean, beyond thrilled because that is the classic away performance, isn't it? It concluded with um, the most wonderful of things when the goalkeeper gets caught out of position, having mm. gone up. Just a thought on that. I'm all for sending the goalkeepers up. My missus would send them up from the first, from the very first minute. <laughs> um, but she thinks it's great. But if you're going to do that, just pick one player in your team who is not going to win a header in the penalty area mm. and who has great pace. Yeah. Just in case. Hello, Raheem Sterling. If Raheem well, had been matter. stood on the centre spot. That point. You know, the game is over. So. How do you feel about Sanchez going up? Were you all for it when you saw him head up there? Or you gone matter, by it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. That's not, that's not what this game's about. We didn't lose because Sanchez went up for a header. We no. lost because well, we he missed. could have scored for you it. You know, 17 shots, two on target. Yeah. Arsenal, 12 shots, five goals. Yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham one on target, two goals. Yes. <laughs> but if you've got inaction Jackson up front, then, you know, what, what's going to happen? What with that? Okay, we've had a few more variations. What are you calling Chelsea compared with the Invincibles? The Uninvincibles. Okay, well, Andy and, and Edinburgh went with the Vincibles. You didn't like that, did right. you? 
There was another one as well. Uh, the Incapables, or is that a bit harsh? That's Neil, <laughs> the Liverpool accurate. fan. Uh, the Vulnerables, Chelsea Vulnerables, Nathan, Arsenal yeah. fan. Not yeah, sure I about think that. the play is on the Invincible. Oh, OK, don't, fair don't enough. Yeah. So really. Vincibles, not... Like you see, I, I think Vincibles is... Well, well yeah. it's actually because when, whenever the uh, two North London teams clash, yeah. um, she, she who lives here with us always puts on her... Uh, a raspberry-coloured invincible shirt, which oh. says "Invincibles" across the back right. in gold. And they say, "Hang on, have they lost a lot of matches? Then have you not got a Invincibles variation?" <laughs> uh, so I've been doing this for some while. You should definitely get, get one evening, get the iron out, and just take that eye and the end off with the iron, <laughs> yeah. Danny. Oh, yeah, Paul, you're that. assuming I know how the iron works, are you? <laughs> Oh, Sorry, Andy, what were you going to say? No, I say for me, match of the day is like a penance when Chelsea lose. You don't know how difficult. Jermaine, penance? Well, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't doing this show and I didn't have to go through a game by game, I wouldn't watch it. Why would I bother? You know, it's no point. I've just given up. Um, so, you're giving Brentford no credit at all, Andy, or not? Not really. I mean, they're really. your second team. You've got to go there next week. You're yeah. going to sit among Brentford fans. They all listen to this show. Well, some of them do anyway. I know. I suppose the last thing I say about it. I'd Your silence say, is for anybody who ever, ever remotely thought that Brentford was my team and I, uh, you like Brentford more. Than, just listen to you. Know, I can't even tell you what I said about it. So don't. He's going to get. He's got to go there Saturday, Danny. Sit in the front row in the main stand. <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot of poor uh, refereeing and VARing this weekend. Yeah. Caicedo's tackle. If Curtis Jones has to go at Spurs, then Caicedo has to go at Stamford Bridge. But yeah. of course, there's no joined up thinking between one match and the next, is I there? Don't at know. All? I didn't even see that. We've got some other. We've got some other. It uh, was. It was bad, Andy. Stuff. But you know. When the fans start singing, this is embarrassing to VAR, then you know you've got a problem. And we'll touch on that game. That was Bournemouth-Burnley, but we've still got Wolves-Newcastle uh, and Arsenal-Sheffield United and uh, Palace and Spurs still to come with Danny Kelly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We move on to Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, Newcastle United 
two, a game that featured uh, a very, very uh, sketchy penalty. And, and a problem I think worth highlighting is one of the other issues that we have in refereeing and VAR at the moment is there mm. is a hierarchy. I'm sure Howard Webb will say that isn't the case. But this was Anthony Taylor, FIFA referee Anthony Taylor, who sees an incident and you mm. don't blame him for looking at it in the first instance saying, yeah, that's a foul by Huang on, on mm-hmm. chair. Mm. But... Surely someone has got to be prepared to say to him, no, Andy, get, you've got that wrong. There's not sufficient contact there. He's pulled out the tackle. I don't think he even touches him. Go and look at it again. But Hello, in Gary. Howard how Webb here. <laughs> it's, I, mean, Gary, I think Gary won't pick the phone up if he sees it. He's had enough. He said that after the game. But, I mean, I just think sometimes there's a hierarchy issue that... There's some senior refs out on the pitch, and oh, I can't hang tails out to there dry. There was a giveaway on one in one of the games. I can't remember which when somebody referred to Michael Oliver doing the VAR. Yes, this saying, is the Manchester course, United City game. This was the, yeah, the pullback for the penalty. The, the big two are in the VAR truck. You know, there, there is clearly a hierarchy. That penalty um, is as indic- indicative of, of, of anything um, that says that VAR is now completely broken mm. because. Uh, everything about that to back up that poorer decision. And it, look, I totally get it. From the angle he was at, you could say, sure. all right, the fellow's gone down. But having given that you've now got video evidence to the contrary, not just fuzzy video, video evidence to the exact contrary, <laughs> sure, manufacturers the penalty, hmm. and they don't, they don't overrule it, what is the point of it then? Sure. Why is it there? No, I know. Huang did well to stop himself he fouling did. him. He, he could see clearly yeah. stopped. I you mean, could have booked. I mean, you, you could have booked chair for that. You could have booked him for diving, hmm. couldn't you? If it, in, in, in another, another from another angle, if it was a forward player, that's exactly what would have been happening. There'd been a yellow card being being yeah. whipped out there. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, look, I don't know how many more ways we can say it. I'm running out of vocabulary, which is saying something. Um, to say this is just, it's got worse, it's not improving, and uh, something has to give with this. But yeah. we, can't, we can't keep struggling on with this week after week after week. And Howard Webb came in with lots of, I thought, very good sounding words. They've yeah. got to be turned into action. He's firefighting um, constantly. It's just every week, it's something, it's another problem. It's a different sort of problem. And we'll come on to um, semi automated offside. We'll talk about Bournemouth and Burnley in a second. Help. But just final couple of takeaways. Can say from, something about yeah, Neto as sure. well? Oh, that is a real show. Oh, yeah. You know, he's playing, he was playing so well. And probably a, he looked probably a, a disaster one. for Manchester City in January if it's a very <laughs> yeah, bad I mean, one. So. The, best, the best player in the Premier League so far, in my humble. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, Andy, I don't wish to put. Um, salt into the wounds for you here. Big competition this weekend between Eddie and Ketia and Callum Wilson for who is the best backup striker in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, they're both, that's true. You know, yeah. yeah. They're strikers, you know. They're strikers, you know. Yeah, backup ones. Right. Um, yeah. So they're but new yeah, and say Callum Wilson the only striker, fit striker they have at the moment, Newcastle. Mm. So uh kid gloves and all that. Maybe he won't play in the Carabao Cup. We Good shall play see. Though. Yeah. Um we move on then mm. to um it's Bournemouth two Burnley won, and of course um, we we did have the longest range goal of the season so far, thanks to Philip Billing, a forty three point eight yards. There's a little mm. stat for you. Um, uh, and we saw a crowd singing, "This is embarrassing" to VAR as people drew lines all over very the place funny. like that an etch a sketch for Christmas. A very funny recreation. They played out on breakfast this morning between uh, Barry and Max yesterday on the warm up, yeah. playing the parts of the VAR. What, what was being <laughs> said? Honestly, like, I guess like Laura and Hardy it would have been, wouldn't it? I would imagine. What the heck was going on? Five and a half minutes. I mean, uh, unless but this is where, again, I try and cast my mind back to before um, I insisted on VAR. Um, <laughs> and in fault. that case, 
It, I, I know that. I'm well aware of that, Paul. <laughs> mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Um, the, 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 it, the linesman's decision, did he put his flag up? I think he did, didn't he? Mm. Yes. I can't I think... quite remember. He did. In the old days, we would have gone, oh, that was close, but he's probably right. Yeah. Now we go through five and a half minutes, and who can say whether he's definitively right? I understand it was... 27 centimetres, they decided in the end that he was offside. It's ridiculous. Allowing for the movement of the ball. I just don't know what was going on there. How can they take five and a half minutes? Um, Hello, Vincent. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, he must have here. The whole of Monday morning, he must have sit there on the end of the phone, mustn't he? Just phoning all the men. Oh, I've got to ring him, you know. Yeah, well, he's the secretary. Howard comes in the morning. What have I got, sir, Doreen? What's the... uh, 12 apology calls, Howard. Well, uh, up to lunchtime, you've got to apologise to the Premier League managers. Then you've got an hour for lunch. Then more apologise to the Premier League managers. (laughs) I know, it's bonkers. Uh, Burnley, I mean, they, they did a bit of an appraisal on Match of the Day. And you just feel, something we touched on, last week that he has his he has a way that he wants to play it's whether his players are good enough to play it in a league where you just get punished with every little mistake and they had Vincent, that little Vince and I could say I could you know obviously he was angry about the the two decisions that were yeah. to do because they should have looked at the one at the end for the handball definitely but he's now starting of course they should but he's now starting to wear that kind of thousand yard stare <laughs> yeah. of a person who has got an idea what he wants to do but that isn't working, and he isn't prepared to try anything else. And they, Burnley find themselves in a tremendously difficult position here. He, of course, has saved that club from some kind of oblivion last season, yeah. um, and they're probably going to have to let him carry on doing what he's doing. I think they should. I mean, oh, we're going yeah, to come on to Sheffield United. I don't know what the expectation is when Sheffield United, racked with injury, go to Arsenal and get a kicking. I'd expect that now. You would, yeah. And we'll come on to that anyway. A job-saving but... win for Alfred Molina, though. Yes, the Alfred Molina, Britain's foremost. Oh, Alfred and Marino I know, Andy. You're, sorry, you're, you're absolutely right to mention that because the bloke who owns the club, Bill Foley, yeah. he was there, and yeah. unless it was a Halloween costume, he <laughs> did look like the Grim Reaper. Didn't he? <laughs> he, he had come to work, so we put it more, more strongly than that. Yes, they'd yeah. live to fight another day. Arsenal five, Sheffield United nil. And a little moment I particularly enjoyed um, yeah. was my old mate uh, Steve Wilson, the commentator on on Match of the Day. Uh, as um, Bukai Saka hands Eddie Nketi the match ball after he scored that brilliant third goal for the hat-trick, mm. Steve says, that'll look good on his sideboard. And, I, and then I couldn't watch because I'm thinking, has Eddie Nketi got a sideboard? <laughs> I don't think so. I just, I wondered, I just imagine <laughs> Eddie's sitting room, they have the piano, he'd have the kind of globe <laughs> drinks cabinet that he opens. Yeah, and is it a modern sideboard or is it mid-century? Is I'd it like, Urkel, you I'd know? I like think it's a period yeah. piece. I'd like yeah. to think Eddie yeah. have a pro or like a 70s. But also, there, there is something wrong now about the hat-trick ball thing isn't it because yeah. there's 10 balls in play at any given time I know that ball might not even have been kicked during the game <laughs> it was a very <laughs> unfortunate hesitant moment from Alan Shearer as well he went to say they're shipping goals and he went they're shipping yeah, goals I thought, I, thought, what's I, thought, say? I thought that was a little bit harsh on <laughs> Sheffield United uh, but as I say there's all this in the build up to the game it was can Paul Heckingbottom survive and after the game can he survive this well who are they going to bring in oh, Chris Wilder think, come you know, in Chris Wilder I mean yeah, that, yeah. That, he's, he is the kind of, he, he might make a difference he might not make yeah, a difference but they are impossible. they're racked with injuries as yeah. they didn't have the, the strongest squad to start with now they've got a bunch of injuries so what yeah, are people Paul Heckingbottom if he does get the knock on his office door he is entitled to say I got you up you sold my best two players oh, on, yeah, the, in, on the eve of the new season and now this Every he'd be he'd be entirely entitled to give them two fingers if that, if that's if it does come to that. Yeah, no, yeah. well, it was a good. It was a, you know, 
just brilliant by Nketiah. He's always a player that I've... Yeah, third goal was special. I've always thought he was a good player and never really got the game time. It's good that, you know... I mean, as soon as Gabriel Jesus is back, he'll probably have to I, I put up with being Havertz, a bit part I think Havertz has been looking a bit better as well for yeah. us. But no, very no, good. They're, 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 they're rounding into decent form, aren't they? They're a yeah. good team. And it's up, really up their goal difference, of course, we shouldn't forget. So, uh, we move on then to Friday night. Crystal Palace 1, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Mm. And um, it feels like about a lifetime ago now, Danny, after all the things that have happened Lots since. Lots of things happen in football, yeah. don't they? But what's, um, it, was, it, was, it was a difficult first half. They relied on Vicario to get them out of jail a couple of One very, mm. very good save from him. Yeah. But, um, so Palace did very well in the first half. I do, I do agree. There was an awful lot of little taps on the ankles that, that went unpunished. It was refereed in a pretty weak way all round, I felt. But yeah. um, but that they, they again they found a way. Tottenham didn't they? As they've been doing this season. Yeah, on another platform, I was really cruel. I said I was glad that Roy Hodgson, an old gentleman, got very wet because I didn't like the way that Palace played. But perhaps I'm, I am looking at that through navy blue tinted glasses or, yes. or white His glasses record this season. Spurs is strangely poor. One win in oh, 19. Crystal, yeah. Well, Roy. Crystal Palace's record against Spurs is as bad as Spurs against Chelsea, Andy. Mm, yes. um, I, I think they've think... won one of the last 15. Yeah, um, I, don't worry about that. I think that uh, <laughs> you'll be fine next week. I was talking about Palace against yes, Spurs. Actually, yes. yeah. But uh, Son's goal was great team play. That was a yeah, lovely, that's lovely, a lovely thing. Say, yeah. And I, a lovely I do wonder, I mean, it's a difficult, he's got a big decision to make with Richarlison, who is working hard, but really is ultimately there to score goals and doesn't look like it. Johnson, and yeah. Brennan, and Johnson, Brennan Johnson and, fits very Andy, well. Andy, you and I are both part of a, 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 a mass kind of self-hypnosis about Richarlison. Because mm. he costs 60 million, and we know he's had some personal problems, but because he costs 60 million, we're giving him every chance to do what he's going to do. If it cost 15 million from Lille, we'd be saying this lad is not good enough for the Premier League. Mm. No, I, I. Yeah, but we've seen him in the past. We yeah, know, I mean, we know, we know he can got, score goals. And as I said, I, I, yeah. that, when it yeah, wasn't yeah. going well at the end of the start of the season, I looked yeah. at all of his they, goals they, for him. They were he scored hanging on a little bit goals. at the end, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Well, I mean, well, well, but, but I didn't understand the end of the game. Spurs decided to pass the ball around at the back. Um, Romar, Romero passed to Vicario nearly 40 times, I'm told. Mm. Um, and Palace, because they have this very set system, didn't yeah. press them, no. didn't come at them. Um, there was one so point where Vicario just stood there with his foot on the ball. Was it R Romero for about oh, oh yeah. two minutes, didn't he? It? it was just crazy. I mean, I just I didn't get the... I mean, I spoke to a, a, a Palace fan who was there. Um, is that they were they were frustrated. They understood yeah. that Palace had to defend properly, but when they went behind, the fact that they, they let Spurs mess about like that, and of course yeah. the goal was handballed as well, Palace's <laughs> goal. But, but they again, not, they've cut them some slack. Mm. They're missing two, their two most creative players. Absolutely. So, I, I understand yeah. why they would play like that, but yeah. I wish they didn't. Yeah. Always a pleasure, Danny. We'll catch yeah, you next well week. Done, Danny. Bless you, man. Cheers. Take Have a great care. day, everybody. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mike Wall from the start. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. You notice how I'm not saying, you know, you've got a Chelsea fan and a Man United fan talking about which of them is going to be sort of winning the league in about mm. 10 minutes' time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're higher than both of them and we're not talking about that. No, that's right. You're, you're keeping your cards. <laughs> I won't get carried away. <laughs> close to your chest. It's coming to an end, all this. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I say that every game, <laughs> actually. I actually did one of those things where I turned to the person next to me and said, we're going to mess this up in about 10 seconds yesterday. We, we know the playing out from the back thing, mm. which annoys everybody around me because they sort of hero worship that stuff uh, and we did so yeah, i just yeah. did the smug told you so it was thing. a bit a bit unfortunate it's it was just a good, a, good finish but let's yeah, be honest he shouldn't have been on the pitch after no the four absolutely hours, not. none of them should um does <laughs> walks around brighton 
Oh, yeah, uh, incognito. Are you aware of this? He likes to walk around the town soaking up the atmosphere, looking at everybody in their scarves and bobble hats and feeling I, sort I did, of great about the what, world. Do we know what the disguise actually is? We don't know. Somebody no. said, is it glasses? It seems to work for Superman, does the borough fan. Because I said, <laughs> Andy said it could be a false beard. I said, well, he's already got a beard. He said, well, bigger beard. Who a wears a false bigger beard? What's <laughs> <laughs> so, that Rasputin there? What's he doing? I mean, Although it, that, it, that would be a good bluff, wouldn't it? It would It'd be a strange suppose, sort of... He spends three hours in prosthetics before... Before he walks around sure the town. He does. It's like the elephant man. It's like John. It's a, a four hours in makeup, love. I did just to walk around the town before kickoff. He doesn't do that, of course. I don't not. think he does any of that. Anyway, what's on the telly, Mike? You're thinking to tell us what's on the banged telly. Banged up. Banged up. Banged um, up. Over the years, it'd be not so serious called banged up. This is a new thing on Channel Thought. Starting tomorrow night. I'm leaping straight to tomorrow night because there's nothing on the telly. Tonight. They put celebrities in prison. Celebrities in prison, which is a great idea, and then they just leave them there, and mm. it's, that's it. No, it's 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 too. Uh, to reenact what, yeah, or, or to give people an impression of the reality of life inside British prisons in the year 2023, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, um, a bunch of people include Sid Owen, mm-hmm. ex East Ender, yeah. uh, Conservative MP Johnny Mercer, Marcus Luther from Gogglebox, uh, newspaper columnist Peter Hitchens, although he's not in this first episode. They're all spending a week in HM, HMP Shrewsbury, which isn't a prison anymore and hasn't been for 10 years. It's a, right, so they're not, they're not in with They're not in a real prison, prison, and they're not technically with real prisoners. They're people who... People they're banged up with are have actually been in jail for some pretty horrendous stuff. You know, yeah. they're, they're, you know you're not going to mess with them. But uh, the whole thing's sort of faked to create a, sort of an impression of what it's like. But it's a bit weird. It's a, it's a four-parter, by the way. It's tomorrow night. What at a waste of time, honestly. You're being yeah. paid and you know you're leaving in a week. Yeah. It's a point. But it's also a bit weird because you've got these incidents and they're squaring up and the guys come in and, and, and try and make the, 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 the newcomers feel as uncomfortable as possible. But... You kind of think, well, you're not going to kill me, are you? You know, you're watching mm, and thinking, yeah. there's only so far it's going to go. Not, so, not massive. I mean, I think you, you kind of learn about sort of the hours people are banged up for and and twenty three. Yeah, I mean, you learn this. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the idea that it's creating some. They don't authentic... vote one out, do they? Every I think night? they should. <laughs> well, not, well, let's say it's not exactly a vote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, no, it's just it's just they go in and then every so often they do a little bit to camera saying, "Gosh, this isn't very nice, is it?" And um, oh. stop giving them too. There's a weird thing in the first episode. I, I, I don't think it's a huge giveaway. Hmm. Sid Owen tries to escape, <laughs> and I'm what? thinking, well. Hang on. What was in your contract? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, just put your hand up and say, "Excuse me, sir, I've had enough. Can I go now, please?" Are you, have yeah. you tied does yourself he tra- down to the experience? Does of he that go extent? over the wall? Does he attempt to go over the wall? Uh, I don't really know. What, it just the cameras do a lot of wobbling and there's a lot of shouting and people running around. <laughs> the anchor on the PA going, "Okay, this sounds a, a touch contrived." A little, uh, yeah. Mike. Strange that yeah. for television, but yeah, but it is. Strangely, you've maybe want to watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, there so you have done my job. 9pm Channel 5 tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, then on Wednesday, a show, I've got to be honest, even though I've just learnt now this is its eighth series. <laughs> You've never watched I've, I've never watched it. But is it is it good? It's called I like Shetland, it. isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's, I, 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 it's, it's very sort of um, atmospheric, the setting, obviously. Hmm. It's very bleak yeah. and, 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 and drizzly and grey. But it's one of those things, it's written by the same woman. Uh, sorry, it's based That's on like the book. Stanford Bridge, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but uh, it used to have, and for, for the first seven series, it had Douglas Henschel playing the main cop. He left at the end of the last series. And it's one of those shows, hmm. they're thinking the show is bigger than the main character, so we're just going to juggle stuff around a bit, bring in somebody else, and it's going to carry on. Please uh, tell it, me episode one is Sid Owen escaping from Sid prison. Sid Owen turns up <laughs> on the island in a boat. As an escaped prisoner. He's on the run. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, 
yeah so it's if you if you watch the previous seven series it does help but you don't have to have watched it you just have to accept that it's a very sort of remote community and mm. sort of dark goings on it's the plot's full of holes if i'm honest it's if you like a good throwaway sort of uh paperback written with a bit of style to take on the beach with you it's it, it, it will appeal well it's got page turner appeal but it's not necessarily the most sophisticated of plots and places. 9pm, BBC One on Wednesday for the return of Shetland, minus it, its <clears throat> main characters to see how that, that works. That's Ashley different. Jensen joins the cast. Oh, OK. Oh, well, yeah, like yeah. Safe we were talking about Mary Berry earlier in the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see she's got a new series. Yes. She's, she's big. Truly she terrible. loves croquet. Are you aware of this? She does love croquet, yeah, and she does a bit of croquet up. on... Um, oh, right, OK. Uh, on this programme, actually. Mary which, makes it easy. Mary makes everything easy, as I think we've known by now. Th- yeah. But 7.30, BBC Two, on Thursday night, it's a new series where each week... TVs. <laughs> each week... Each week, she meets a different celebrity who's just escaped from H&P Shrewsbury <laughs> yeah, and right. goes off to show them <laughs> how... the bottom of a lorry. ...how to cook one on the run <laughs> yeah. from some Channel 4 producers. Um, that's not what happens at all. No. Mel Goodrich from Bake Off is the first one. It's very weird, because the idea is... She goes camping with her for the weekend. Okay. She says, you can do anything while you're cooking, you're camping. You don't have to sort of just eat pot noodles. Look, here's a recipe you can... Ca-. And then she gets out this massive, great, sort of expensive cooking, load of cooking gear, about 25 different <laughs> ingredients, bottles of this and jars of that and paste and whatever. And you think, what on earth? <laughs> There's no room for a tent in your car by the time you pack that. Travel, the travel croquet set, they couldn't get that in either. No, absolutely not. Now, this is... Um, so that's uh, Mary Makes It Easy. Yes. Not for me, Beaky. That's Thursday uh, on at uh, seven thirty on BBC Two. But on Netflix, which from to is that from today? That's uh, from. Is... Sorry, that's it says today, oh. but that's just a lie, just to, to okay. But it's, it's when uh, is Wednesday. it available? From it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. It's called Locked In. Yeah. Um, and it's not got Sid Owen in it. Obviously. No, it sounds a bit. <laughs> well, it he's a bit grim. This, yeah, uh, it is quite grim. But yeah. it's one of those. Th- it's one of those psychological. It, it's a, it's got a sort of certain ITV type feel about it. It's one of those psychological thrillers you mm. watch, and you sort of, despite yourself, find yourself wanting to know what happens next. It's basically about a woman who's suffered a terrible accident. She's lost the power to communicate. She can't communicate in any way whatsoever. We're trying to get to grips with what's happened to her. Meanwhile, her stepdaughter also becomes her. Uh, daughter-in-law mm. and there's loads of tangled relationships oh. and it's all bonkers and the last 20 minutes you're thinking can this get any more mad but I watch it right to the end it's a film it's a one-off it's a it? one-off Netflix film yeah they oh, do okay. a lot of this, uh, this but it's it's uh, it's enjoyable in a strangely I hate myself for liking this stuff marvellous Mike well as I said at least it banged up has got one extra viewer it's only for the first five minutes anyway <laughs> um, but now wait the... for the escape oh, yeah, I've, got got the escape. Bit, I've got that camera <laughs> start shaking yeah. Yeah. Rick hey um, <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Mike. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, Clips of the Week, pewter time. Mm. Um, we've uh, got a few old clips from 2003 the producer has put together mm. for us from that box of mini discs found in the move many years ago gathering dust so um yeah mike parry features obviously this first one is a classic i always say this every year at cheltenham i do this yeah as a tribute as a tribute um, to him yes yeah. it is mike parry at the cheltenham festival 
I hope we all have a great day, but not everybody can come home happy from the races. Al, I'll tell you something, the sun is definitely breaking through here, spreading its tentacles across this marvellous course. <laughs> the sun's <laughs> tentacles! It was a familiar cry that he did. <laughs> he, he, loved, he did love the tentacles of the sun, didn't matter where he was in the world, he'd spot them. The, the infamous Cleave one, Hill. of course, was when uh, Mr Brazil and Mr Parry did a show uh, ahead of an England-Holland game. Oh, yeah, fabulous. And um, my spies tell me they left the bar about an hour and a half before they were on air. <laughs> and uh, Mr Parry had to do all the heavy lifting for the first 15. The sun's tentacles over Amsterdam city centre. Oh, go away. Go away. Go away, Parky, go away. I paid a lot of money for a, for a tape of that. It's anyway, really good. quick shower at quarter past six and you wouldn't even know uh, Alan had not had an eight hours kip. The man is a marvel. And while we're on the subject of Mike, just saying a random collection... While we're on the subject of Mike, just saying a random <laughs> You're just saying a random collection of words. While we're on the subject of Mike, just saying a random collection of words, much like Andy did just then. Yeah, but hang on, we're talking Dwight York on the one hand, um, David Beckham on the other. Let, let, let's just compare the two, right? First of all, David yeah. Beckham lives a very clean life, OK? He's an absolute um, paramount of virtue. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> a paramount of virtue. What's next, Andy? It's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. But you can't do that anymore. No, not with anywhere in the world. The, no. the, the Book of Eels will explain why. If, if you want some, want some interesting natural history reading, The uh -huh. Book of Eels okay. is both entertaining and interesting and about, about the life and, and the history, if you like, of eels. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose it would be. If I bought the book of eels and it wasn't about eels, I'd be asking for my money back, wouldn't you? Although I'm unlikely to buy a book of eels. It does seem, it does seem unlikely. Um, this is Alan Brazil with Shock News. Coming up to quarter to eight, Talksport Travel, and we'll get Mr Hank Potts, who it does on a Friday uh, like the occasional tipple. And Ian Dark coming up, Lennox Lewis's next opponent. Good morning, it's Talksport. Wow, that's a catch weight, Good isn't night, it? Ian. I mean, height and reach is <laughs> Lennox. He's a, he's a lovely lad, Ian Dark, but he's not the biggest of men. I think that would have been a... T I don't remember that fight, but I imagine Lennox won it. Um, so, yeah. it's back to Mike Parry again. You know, you're trying to be straightforward, but this seems to be so um, deceptive and, and, and so many people seem to have been sort of, you know, walking around in the shadows, not telling the fans what is going on. Mm. I've always said, Al, we've got far too many football club, professional football clubs in this country, 92 that we know of. Who are these clubs of? playing in the league secretly? <laughs> Underground matches. A kind of alternative League One where they all play teams that aren't actually in it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And staying with Mike and Alan... Arsene Wenger comes into this one. Wait for it. 08704 202020. It's old Porky's last hour. Was it? <laughs> it's a bit extreme, isn't it, really? And he wants to spend it with you, Al. That's a love. That's a beautiful thing. He's still very much with us, of course. Yeah. Uh, this is tennis reporter Kirsten Webster. Oh, great. And Andre Agassi will be in action after this Henman match. The world number two facing the Australian Peter Lushak. Kirsten Webster for Talk Sport in, at the Queen's Club. Oh, OK. Well, you're in, you're in London then, I aren't the you, lover, really? Yeah, that's Tremendous. right. You did. Here's Mr Brazil with the back page headlines. And the back page, Owen Jubilee, a sharpshooter, a sharpshooter, excuse me. What's a sharpshooter? <laughs> I do like the idea of a sharpshooter. <laughs> um, here's a caller to uh, Mike and Alan. Let's go to North London. Derek, hi, Derek, morning. Hello, Derek. Hello, Alan. Hello, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Andy's favourite kind of thing. Very good example of that, isn't it? Hello, Derek. Repeat back their own names. <laughs> and staying with callers, it's Big Al. Let's uh, go back to Glasgow. Stephen Munch, uh, good morning. 
Munchen. Munchen. Oh, <laughs> Good munchen. <laughs> and, and one final one now uh, for Alan and Mike. Let's go to Kent and Chris. Hi, Chris. Morning. Hello there, Alan. I'd like to say I agree with Mike that there should be something they don't want to do and they can earn money from it. Do you agree with that? I agree with you. Do you agree with me on that as well, yeah? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're all in agreement, well, he, aren't we? He's bound to agree because he made the point in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you agree with the point that you made? No, I don't actually. I don't, think, I don't know what I was talking about. Um, and finally, really? Andy. And finally, it's Nigel. Nigel, by the way, chatting to a caller on Fisherman's Blues. Be tough when it gets hotter, but uh, best yeah. of luck to you. It's a lovely morning, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Yeah, can I just say I love you? <laughs> Tom, that's very kind of you. I love all of you. OK, really, fair enough. I think you, really. he, he was singling you out specifically, Nigel. You've just opened it out. He didn't want to say, if can't say it back. If he can't say it back, <laughs> it's looking a bit dodgy for the pair of you, really, I would say. Fantastic. That was a bit of a watershed now, live on air <laughs> between Nigel and the caller there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. Charlie returns tomorrow. New York Knicks loving Charlie Baker. When he supports a team, he goes all in. Uh, He'll be telling us about his new love for the Knicks that didn't exist last Tuesday um, when he joins us in the studio tomorrow. Uh, And he's back on Wednesday. Uh, Do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.